we eat? Does it really matter? What's okay to eat? What's not okay to eat? Paleo? Keto? Vegan? Vegetarian? Oh my! Hi friends, this is Amy Bain. Welcome to On The Journey. Today, we're going to start delving into diet. Is it a four-letter word? Today's episode is sponsored by Your Bathroom Scales. They really do try to give you good news. I know, it's a love-hate relationship, but they're over there in the corner, feeling like it's their fault that you don't love them, collecting dust. So today, just go tell them that you appreciate the hard work that they do. Diet. Is it how we eat or what we eat? Does it really matter? Which way is right? Which way is wrong? What's okay to eat? What's not okay to eat? Paleo? Keto? Vegan? Vegetarian? Low fat? High fat? No fat? Low carb? High carb, no carb, counting calories, counting grams, counting points, or maybe one of the many genres of fasting. Obsessed, depressed, fearful, confused, desperate, miserable. If you are like most people, you throw your hands in the air in frustration or confusion One diet might work for a while, then we plateau, or get bored, or fall off the wagon, so we try something else. Between 2008 and 2017, the number of weight loss products launched nearly doubled. We keep searching for the magic bullet that will take away the weight without leaving us feeling lethargic, depressed, or overwhelmed. I've been on a diet for two weeks, and all I've lost is two weeks, Toddy Fields. According to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, diet, as a verb, means to eat less food or eat only particular kinds of food in order to lose weight, to be on a diet. However, back in 1828, when Mr. Webster wrote his first dictionary, there was no such meaning. The closest was the intransitive verb form to take food by rules prescribed, as an invalid should carefully diet himself. We've come a long way, baby. Food is at the center of our lives, our cultures, our families. Without it, we would ultimately die. But let's be real. It has become more than just a little necessary for our health and survival, We've become maybe a little obsessed with it. Grocery stores in America are enormous. The bigger, the better. We want lots of choices. We want jumbo-sized choices from the warehouse stores. 
Here is a brief and nostalgic look at grocery shopping in days gone by. Growing up, I learned to do a few things around the kitchen. My cooking skills were minimal, and my understanding of food, nutrition, and the body went no further than the food pyramid chart I learned in elementary school. I didn't really give the nature of food a second thought until after I got married and we moved hours from family. No more Sunday dinners at the in-laws to keep us afloat with real food. Thankfully, my husband was patient and gracious with my feeble attempts to cook after a full day of college classes and work. Enter my first nutrition class, where I discovered the intricate dance of these mysterious compounds that formed every food and what our bodies did with them. With this new awareness also came the sudden exposure to diets as a pathway to health. Up until then, I'd only ever thought of diets as something older women did to lose weight or maybe socialize, since they seemed to do them in groups. The first diet that took a toehold came in the book Fit or Fat by Covert Bailey. Getting rid of dietary fat seemed to make a great deal of sense. After all, who doesn't want to get rid of extra fat and be fit? But that only lasted until we moved to Texas because, well, everything in Texas is slathered in fat of some kind, and it tastes so good. Every single diet I ever fell off of was because of potatoes and gravy of some sort. Dolly Parton. Needless to say, this was the beginning of my journey with weight struggles. I won't enumerate the various things I tried over the 20 years between Texas and five babies, but it was frustrating to me, baffling even. Finally, I gave up trying to figure out what the magic diet was and decided that all things in moderation was a good enough approach. That might have mostly worked, except for my small-ish sugar addiction. One thing I knew in my gut, eating healthy, being healthy, shouldn't be hard work. It shouldn't be time-consuming. It shouldn't be expensive. And most of all, my family shouldn't hate the food. These thoughts kept me on the quest for a balanced, sensible approach to health and nutrition, one that could be lived for the long haul, a lifestyle of health as natural as breathing and so delicious that even my husband would be satisfied. Don't you just love the serendipitous God incidences that bring you to the answer you've known was out there somewhere? When you find it, it resonates deeply within, and puzzle pieces that at one time were disconnected begin to fall into place. A year ago, one of my daughters and I embarked on a journey that did just that. All the while, I kept saying, I like meat, I'm not going to be vegan. To be continued. Well friends, thank you so much for joining me on the journey today. I can't wait to see you next time. Please like this podcast if you enjoyed it as much as I did. Subscribe. And of course, share it with your friends. Don't forget, you can visit me over on my blog 
at amybain.wordpress.com. Until next time, have a blessed day.